Empire. One of soccer's largest brands is seeking new technology. They just, they're the business model that is trying to, um, that, that we believe that it, it, it's uh, sustainable and can go uh, in the next years quite a lot. And also we can provide strategic uh, kind of uh, assets to help uh, this uh, company grow. That's Albert Mundet, head of the Barca Innovation Lab, where a soccer power tries to turn its incubator into a force as well. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein. We have been fortunate on this show to meet innovative thinkers attached to many major sporting brands in the United States and internationally. Barcelona is one of the standard bearers of European soccer, so hearing what sparks their interest was aligned with our goals of seeing major sports through the eyes of technology. Our guest this week is Albert Mundet. He's the head of the Barca Innovation Hub as we take a look at tech innovation and incubation through the eyes of one of the major premier teams in the world, FC Barcelona. It's nice to have you, Albert. Thank you for joining us. It's my pleasure to be here with you. Tell me a little bit about um, the Innovation Hub and what you guys are trying to achieve. So Barcelona Innovation Hub is is a new co of FC Barcelona, fully owned by FC Barcelona. And our focus is um, related to knowledge and innovation, right? So we are trying to build um, a company based on how we can incubate startups, uh, helping them grow from a product development standpoint, but also from a, a commercial standpoint, uh, leveraging everything that we can that that we can bring into the table uh, for these uh, two specific topics, right? But we also Work on more on the research, um, on the research, uh, scientific research area, right? So we're trying to build new knowledge, new know-how that can be applied to clubs, uh, to football clubs, or um, or other other um, other sports like basketball, like handball, like rolling hockey, like all these, all these sports are part of a, a multi-sports club like us, right? So we're trying to also not only focus on football, but creating new knowledge that can be applied to these to these sports. Whereas it's also a really important, uh, really important vertical uh, that we that we that we work um, on. Uh, apart from that, we also focused on on what we call the talent. So we try to develop the next generation of professionals, right, and helping uh, them uh, learn from our experience, from top experts that we also have in our ecosystem, in a way that uh, that they can learn from the best. And then all this talent that we have in our programs, then. Plugging these to our startups, plugging these to to FC Barcelona as well as a part of a, uh, selecting uh, potential uh, professionals for the club, huh. um, and then um, and then we have a last activity which is uh, Sports Tomorrow Congress. It happened a couple of weeks ago in partnership with Mobile World Congress, where we uh, kind of share uh, leading um, trends or we share also we bring uh, thoughts. Uh, Leaders uh, that can that can share with the, with the audience their their expertise their their, their success cases. So again, it's four pillars of activities: uh, startup investment. Um, we also work um, on the research, scientific research. Uh, we work on the talent side and the sports tomorrow commerce. All right, let me go back to the talent side for a minute. So, are you trying to work with founders to try to make them 
professionals within the organization in some way or try to transition them into that type of role? So there is a so there is two ways to work with the partner, right? So the one would be like uh, really taking so as uh, being part of the cap table of this company and helping them grow by basically providing a strategic advice, providing um, uh, you know uh, from an, as I as I said before on the product development standpoint how we can bring uh, user feedback or our top expert uh, and knowledge into their into their product development teams and so on. But then we have the other one, which is a kind of educational programs or a training programs, right? So, and here can be focused for founders, for founders that are willing to uh, learn more about sports, or founders that are in the sport and that can learn from from our experts uh, how they can improve their their skill set uh, applied to particular sports. So that that will be the the, the second one. So these these two ways are as a founder to to work with us. Okay. Um, let's talk about some of the startups that are of interest to you at this point. I know you have invested in a couple of them here early. One was called Visualify, which is uh, a technology to help people with learning disabilities attend sporting events. Can, can you tell me a little bit about that company? So Visualify is a company that we liked a lot because at the end of the day, um, has um, this uh, triangle that we liked a lot. Well, it's super aligned with the values of the club. Second, there is, a, there is a business model that is trying to, um, that, that we believe that it, it, it's uh, sustainable and can grow uh, in the next years quite a lot. And also we can provide strategic uh, kind of uh, assets to help uh, this uh, company grow, right? So this company operates in many different sectors. They are, they are uh, their product is basically transforming through, uh, through natural language processing sounds into visual so visual uh, signage that people with uh, disabilities on their ear, in their ears they can they can they can use that as a tool to have um, much more accessibility to football stadiums but also to any train station for example they are also working in public administration buildings right so the the particularity of a sports uh, football stadium is that there is a lot of uh, acoustic pollution right so. And, and at some point, you may need that uh, specific uh, warnings uh, should be also displayed in our own app, or or also for for we did a pilot uh, in our we call it the Oficina de Atención which is the place all our members can go there and ask for whatever question they have, right? So we did that pilot in that office, and it was it has been super successful. In terms of you know having giving the, the, the accessibility to this particular minority with uh, of people that have uh, earning process, we're seeing that more and more um, in the agenda 2030 here in Europe, uh, more and more the regulations are asking companies and public administration buildings to have these uh, these tools to help uh, to, to to expand accessibility. So we see this as a something that that makes sense in terms of us helping this company enter the sports world, but also, again, it's aligned with our values. It's, again, also with uh, everything that we do here at FCD. One of the other companies you have, uh, and, and this is pretty traditional for any innovation incubator, wearable data analytics. Um, you guys view where that is now and where you want to see that sector grow. No, thanks for that question. Uh, the, the story with Oliver is, is great in terms of uh, we've been following them for four, for a couple of years now since they actually the company was founded here in Barcelona, but the founder is from Argentina. Um, he's a serial entrepreneur. He had another business, uh, uh, sold uh, his first business in Argentina. He was a consultancy business in artificial intelligence technology. But um, 
But what we love from that is that they are bringing to the grassroots level, to the amateur level, uh, solutions that are bringing uh, data to performance teams and players, right? This from a, from a price point perspective, we had another company, including another company called Real Track Systems, that actually was acquired by Huddle a couple of, no, six months ago uh, with, a, with a solution called Wimu Pro. And that solution, we were, we, we participated a lot on the product development of that, of, 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 of the Wimu Pro solution at the, at the pro level, right? So this is a solution that is being used for our first team, but also from our basketball team, for our handball team. So all professional teams are using Wimu Pro, right? The challenge then uh, is how you can bring that to the grassroots level, to the academies, to the young kids that are playing football, in order so they get start get used to use data to help them improve their skills, to improve their training sessions, right? So and Ryan, we we understood that there was there were a gap in between the pro solution and the the, the ability to bring that solution to the to uh, again to the amateur level, right? So Oliver is trying to solve this gap. They have a solution uh, which is uh, pretty much accurate enough to start bringing these data savvy players, right? Uh, but at the same time, have the price tag that this makes the whole thing much more affordable for these amateur uh, players, for these amateur teams that are trying to build, um, uh, to build also their, their data analytics uh, solutions for their players, right? This episode is brought to you by Chalk and Dog, which brings together the vast experience and expertise of two of the brightest agencies in media, sports, wagering, and gaming. With deep roots in the UK and the US, the agency offers expert guidance in everything from market entry to market expansion for startups as well as established global brands powered by best-in-class communication and creative experts. Chalk and Dog has vast international experience and delivers results-oriented, tailor-made solutions for B2B and B2C organizations. Um, so we've got data analytics in wearable technology. You have this technology for people with learning disabilities. What other sectors of technology is your innovation hub interested in as you continue investing in new technologies? So we have two types of uh, focus area, I would say. Uh, first one is a sports tech. So everything that has that can be described as a sports tech, a technology that sports industry would be using uh, for the sake of sports, right? And here we have two final users, our fans and our athletes. So everything that is related to help them uh, to have them better lives, let's put it this way, or entertain better our fans, engage better our fans, that's something that we are definitely interested in, right? So that would be the first vertical, sports tech properly, with two final users, athletes and fans. But then we see a lot of potential um, on the intersection between sports and other sectors, right? We, de we definitely think that sports has a lot of um, a lot of traction in terms of uh, uh, a lot of strategic alignment with companies that are willing to enter the sports sector. There's a lot of technologies that are being applied in other sectors that can come to to the to the to the, um, to the sports uh, business area, right? And we want to we want to bridge that gap as well. So we want to help through our uh, incubator. We want to help uh, through our through our venture activities. We want to help bring these latest technologies that are probably top-notch technologies and that that are being applied in other sectors 
to bring that into the sports world uh, through Barca and through Barca Innovation Hub, right? Like what? So, can, again, can you be specific? Like, like what type of technologies are in other sectors that you think would cross over into sports? For example, everything has to do with sustainability, right? So we have a stadium, 100,000-seat stadium, that will require the latest technology in terms of sustainability, clean tech, right? Mm -hmm. The question is, this is not specifically on the sports sector, but definitely those technologies can help sports stadiums, football stadiums, to be more sustainable, definitely. So, so how, we can, how we can help those companies enter the football world through this vehicle, this is our focus. But it's not only sustainability, health and wellness, right? So at the end of the day, everything has to do with digital health can help our, our athletes uh, to perform better, to prevent injuries better, right? And probably these solutions that are digital health can help a top professional athlete, but also can help a general population, right? The question is, where is the sweet spot where we bring these specific strategic uh, alignments, something that can be used at the first team, but also can be uh, expanded to, to, to a general population, right? That, that, that would be this health and wellness, uh, right? Other examples, uh, video tech related to, to entertainment, right? So our, one of our main businesses are the media business, right? So how we can bring technology that are not specifically focused for, uh, for, for, for football matches broadcast, but that can be applied at football matches broadcast, right? Um, on any other sports live stream, um, episode, right? So, so that's kind of where we see us, um, uh, working on that, that vertical. Again, sports tech purely vertical solutions for design for the sports industry and intersection between the sports industry and other sectors and bringing those technologies, those companies into the sports world. Um, I want to ask you about this one because it's, it's making a lot of news here in America and I'm sure worldwide as well, but it's communication through AI technology and chat technology. Are, are you all as a sports entity looking at these type of technologies uh, and potentially integrating them into sports? Definitely. Um, I mean, we've been working in that specific vertical, artificial intelligence applied to, for, in this case, tactical analysis, right? So, and we've been working on that. We developed internally a software, uh, spaces software that we call it here internally. Right now, we're understanding what's the best uh, way to move forward, so keep it inside or even, you know, to, to, to share it with the world. But, and that's been a work for the last five to six years, bringing in the same team data scientists and coaches um, to, to build proper artificial intelligence models that are solving the questions uh, that coaches have, right? So traditionally in the football world, not in basketball, probably not in baseball, not in more fragmented sports, but in football, the quantitative analytics uh, were not uh, close to the questions that coaches had. And I tell you why, right? So the reason basically is, uh, I mean, uh, the eventing data, which is uh, the kind of the data that is more widespread across the industry, the football industry, it accounts for <clears throat> for events that happen when a player has the ball in their feet, right? And if you go through the whole match, you will see that this happens only 5% of the time, right? So at the end of the day, models built on that eventing data just accounts for 5% of the match. So we started building uh, through tracking solutions, 25 times per second, the position of the player and the ball. Right now, we have a lot of providers that, that, that kind of helps you to get this data, um, this, this 25 times per second position of the two players and the ball. 
This is not fully automated yet, even though some companies teach that it's fully automated, I can tell you that it's not fully, fully automated. There's, there is a need of a post-processing uh, time for that. Uh, there is a lot of occlusion, there is a lot of... Um, but, but we are getting there. We are almost getting in real time this tracking data fully automated, right? And then what we did in the last five years is build these models that are trying to kind of put a quantitative measure to these holistic concepts that coaches have, right? So we have that built uh, as, a, as, a, as a first, uh, so as, as a software already that is actually automatizing a lot of the processes that our video analysts, our match analysis analysts were, 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 were delivering in the last years, fully automating what is not actually relevant from, not relevant in terms of, uh, I don't want to have a match analyst just cutting video. I want to have this match analyst just visualizing these cuts and then creating the, his experience-based analysis to the coaches. Right? Just to give you an example of type of activities that we do are related to artificial intelligence, right? There's a huge room improvement as well on the business side. We just finished the first, pro, uh, first project uh, to build our digital twin for our stadium, for our feature stadium. We did it with, a, with a, uh, what it's called Barcelona Supercomputing Center. It's a supercomputer we have close to, to our stadium. And we basically built a digital twin where is it, we are able to predict um, how our fans will behave uh, in terms of movements across the stadium based on many type of contingencies, right? And that can be applied to just improve efficiency of the stadium, improve operations of the stadium, but also improve the experience of our fans, improve our commercial activations, and so on. So, so to give you a, good, a couple of examples of how we apply in artificial intelligence to the club level. It's all really interesting. Albert Mundet is the head of the Barca Innovation Hub at FC Barcelona. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. A pleasure to be here. On the next Future Sport Podcast, next-gen betting options through language models. It's not an industry known for innovation. In my time in the industry, there are three standout innovations. And the first one was betting and running. And the second one was cash out. And the third one was in, in-game parlay. There isn't really been any, there hasn't really been any other standout innovations within the industry. Because the innovations have come from outside, like the smartphone is an innovation, but like, um, That's Jonathan Power, Managing Director at VoxBet, where simplicity for a gambling customer turned into cutting-edge technology. That will do it for this episode. As always, the future is now. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein.